Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So is that like the whitest area now, or is it still like a little bit like? Uh, no, no, no. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. Um, I haven't really switched at all. I mean, there's this. It's like somewhat somewhat gentrified but for now no not really um it really depends though because there are some streets where there are like historic there's like these old houses you know like single family homes that that have like white people who've been in there for like a long time yeah so it was already always pretty integrated but this is mostly like caribbean um like a lot of jamaicans guyanese people a lot of haitian Interesting. A lot of yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of Caribbean people up in Canada, specifically in Toronto. And so when I spend time in Vancouver, people are like, "I'm like, man, there's like no black people here." Like, "Oh, you got to go to Toronto, man." It's like, it's where they all are. I'm like, first of all, it's like three percent, and second of all, they don't. I'm not counting that. Like, I'm counting it like in one way, but yeah, I'm not (laughs) counting it like socially. Like, we don't bond over shit. Like, it's, it's completely different cultures. I've never been to Vancouver. On like purpose, the way you said that sounds. No, weird. no, I would, I would go, I would I go. There was a story like, like nah. Vancouver. I've been to Portland. I've heard it's similar. It's not similar. I mean, it's similar in the fact that they're both the it's Pacific Northwest. People. But uh, yeah, a bunch of white people. The climate's the same, but the vibe is different. Yeah, because Vancouver's, you know, I would say it's even rainier, and it's definitely colder, and. It's probably even whiter than Portland. How is it rainier? Because it's it's, it's Portland it's, mostly rains. Like it has rare breaks from raining instead of the other way around. That's fair, but I think we all know that Seattle's like the city known for rain because it rains more than Portland. True. Very, Vancouver very. is an hour north. You know, two hours north of that. So right. it's just it's more scale. Yeah, it's more in that zone. All right. Um, but yeah, like uh, uh, by the way, Coleman, you've never met. Chris. What's up, bro? How you uh, doing? Uh, Chris is my improv teammate, and he played football at Michigan. Coleman here uh, was my summer league teammate. The one, like, probably the best chance I had to make a roster off a summer league team when I hurt my knee on like the first practice, which was super. Oh wait, that was that was Toronto in the end. That was Toronto, yeah. Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell used to say to me, he's like, man, I, you got an old school game, brother. Hey, brother, you got an old school game. I like it. Man, I forgot. I, I haven't thought about that in a while. I Because I, I, I always tell people I've, I've been to Toronto, but I didn't see any of it. I just saw the fucking hotel and like, same, you know, for that mini camp. So but I, I bring up that Toronto time because yeah. that's when we met. Okay. And we met. Because Coleman took initiative. At this time, I was my blog was probably at its peak. And Coleman walked up to me and he's like, yo, like that blog, like I, like I fuck with it, basically. Like, I don't know the exact words he said, but something along those lines. And at that time, like no one around basketball used to talk to me about the blog, really. And if yeah. they did, they'd be like, 
they'd be like, oh, like, man, that's crazy, man. Rod, you different, man. You different cat, man. Hey, sh- <laughs> hey man, you should, hey, you should be you, man. Yo, you, they'd be like, they'd be like, yo, you a different dude. <laughs> <laughs> so is it true? Because Ra always puts on the uh, Bubba Gum Shrimp voice whenever he talks about anybody talking about him in the arts back in the, his basketball time. Is this accurate or is this just him? Adding on the um, I think people. I think I think people just didn't understand him. You know, they were like, "Yo, he different." He, <laughs> you know, I have to be like, um, I had a friend from from Detroit, from somewhere I played with from Detroit, who the way he said "different" was like, "Yo, they different, fam. They different." <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> like I know exactly what like, you're talking about. He say different like five or six different ways, man. Um, damn. Different, different, bro. Yo, man. I mean, they different. Yo, they different. <laughs> um, this dude is like boiling spaghetti over here. No, I just gotta fill up my water. Am I? Is this is this being recorded right now? Yeah, it's all it's alive, man. We going. <laughs> Which is fine though, like no hate, like we don't take it too serious over here. I gotta fill up my water filter, man. I gotta get this, you know. You gotta, I got the the carbon charcoal filters. Wow, I mean, called it a Brita. You called it the carbon charcoals. That's next. No, no, this ain't Brita. This is the Berkey. (laughs) That's what he's saying. Yeah, you made clear that it wasn't Brita. (laughs) It's a, it's a Berkey, man. Um. No, somebody put me onto this actually. I think people use it when they're camping. Like you can, you can like get lake water or whatever and put it through here, yeah. and then it's drinkable. Um, but you know, I gotta the Brooklyn water. It's similar to lake water, I guess. <laughs> that makes no. Sense. Actually, the water is the water is fine here, but but um, I don't want to like drink bottled water. I guess say you know. Anyway, um, so what's it been like over there, like? You y'all been at the protests or? I have not. Rod has been in these streets. I've been to a couple of protests. We're actually after we finish recording with you, going to do a uh, a live Q and A with people because all my posts, people have been like really respond. Mostly white people have been really responding. Like, well, what can I do? Like, what do I? What can I do? <laughs> and it's not my responsibility, but. I feel like I have the power to help the situation, or at least people are listening to me more than they ever have before, and I've been saying the same shit for a long time, so <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> might as well take advantage. It's I, I hit somebody up with it, and I was like, you know, this is the one, outside of if actual change comes from it, the one cool thing about this is I haven't had to do a white-facing bullshit lie in like a week and a half. And it feels so good. Like when people like hit me up, be like, "What is fucking do some work, motherfucker? Like, I, what do you want from me, bro? Like, this is all you. Like, I don't have to laugh off your stupid racist jokes anymore. I like none of that shit. None of this shit sweet no more, nigga." Yeah, I think like here, particularly, like there are a lot of people who. I mean, and it's very awkward too because there's people who haven't who haven't really been politically very engaged at all, and then they're like, "All right, well, what what I do? Like, you know, they like wind me up and put me in a direction. You know, they kind of like toy soldiers, kind of." Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's been cool. It's been it's been really widespread um, in New York, and the vibe is pretty. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen, but. But you're from Stone Mountain, right? I'm from Stone Mountain, yeah. Yeah, and the, the reason why I always remember that is because when I found out 
you were from Stone Mountain. The only other time I'd heard of Stone Mountain was Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino song, yeah. And I was like, man, like, they make, Coleman's super they make dope, and he's from Stone dudes. Mountain. <laughs> Stone Mountain Childish Gambino's from Stone Mountain. It must be a dope-ass motherfucking place. Stone Mountain make different dudes. Stone Mountain is wild. I mean, I don't know if you know you know about the mountain itself. No. no. For real? Nah, not at all. Give us history lessons. Oh, no shit. Clue. So uh, the other person who's from Stone Mountain is, you, if you know the artist Carl Walker, um, who did the, she paints, she draws, she's known for these silhouettes. She did the big Mammy sculpture made out of sugar that was in Brooklyn. I did um, see that. Two years ago. She's from Stone, Stone Mountain is, is the, is, is known for the mountain itself is a Confederate Mount Rushmore. Oh, shit. So wow. like, so it is a, there was a theme park, like it was like a Confederate theme park, like all of this shit, like it still exists actually. I mean, if you, so that was one of the, that's one of the other things. Confederate theme so, park. Yeah. You'd have to look it up. It's hard to, it's hard to overstate how extreme it is, but on the side of the mountain, there's Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee and um, Jefferson Davis carved into the side of the wall, oh, the side of the mountain. So like huge, like, like, 50 feet high. Um, Would this exist now? It like, exists now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this. This wasn't highlighted when they had that whole tear down the statues situation? It was highlighted because it was like, oh, are they going to... But, but you have to, you'd have to dynamite this, the side of the mountain. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. couldn't, you can't tear it down. It's like a carving in the side of it. Um, that is crazy. So, I mean, I imagine... I, I, I was curious because I'm, I'm like, imagine that at some point Atlanta is going to do an episode like based on it. Because if you grew up, like, I also think like if you grew up in Stone Mountain and also it's, it's a majority black city now. But at the time when they made the, when they, at the time when they did the carving, that was like 80 years ago, 70 years ago, all the, all the white people, like it's a suburb of Atlanta, but basically the white people keep moving further and further away from the city, you yeah. know? So like yeah. people from, so now you have like a black middle-class working class, like in Stone Mountain, Indicator, places that were really white like 50 years ago. Right. Um, so I when mean, been, the time when they- No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, at the, at the time when they, when they did the carving, that was a white, it was a completely white city, but now it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's almost, you know, I don't know, 75, 80% black. Uh, around it, around the mountain. And so, yeah. you know, I grew up going to the park, like using all the facilities, using all the amenities and stuff like it was normal um, and didn't even really think about it because it was just like part of history, you know? I mean, that was, I mean, that was back when the flag was still a Confederate flag in Georgia, like yeah. all of this, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I think like if you grow up, like if you're black and you grew up in Stone Mountain, you really confronted by like history in a way that you if if you grew up somewhere that is like allegedly you know like allegedly more tolerant like california or like i don't know places <laughs> like most most midwestern places yeah. which is hilarious but if, you, but if you come from if you're from atlanta or if you're from the south like specifically like it, it's very clear you know um which is why i think like a lot of people who who are not not exclusively, but a lot of people who deal with those issues in kind of a different way are like, just have a different relationship to it, you know? What, what do you Can mean? we turn it up a little bit? Oh, gotcha. 
I wasn't trying to cut him off. So thank you. Yeah. Um. Uh. I did not know that story. That's right off the gate. It's absurd. <laughs> now I'm hot again. <laughs> hot again. Try to put the fires out a little bit. Nah, nah. Now we right back here again. God damn. Yeah. I do know Kara Walker. She was in the um. What was the uh? What's the museum? The more modern one. It's downtown. It's downtown LA. Yeah. The Mocha. The Broad or Mocha. Broad. Thank you. The Broad. The bro. Yeah, she's she in the collection. The Broad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's right. She's in the collection. The Broad. Yeah. She's very. She she did these sort of um, silhouettes. She's known for these silhouettes that are sort of like scenes from slavery. This sort of collage, like cut out, cut out you picture. Know what? Holy figures. shit, I am remembering this. Yeah, from this the whole wall. Right yeah, here. like Kelly yeah. and I went last summer and I remember seeing that shit and I was like, mm. actually, like, really fucked me up <laughs> looking at it, to be honest. Yeah. It's she does, extreme. like, the depictions, like, with the bodies, like, kind of distorted sometimes, too. Like, mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, I do not like thinking about this. <laughs> I like how she made it look like. Uh... It's kind of like a fairy tale-y, like, playing Yeah, exactly, ball, exactly. But it's like, right. when you but really it's start dark, examining it's it, it's like, hold up, wait a minute. I fuck with so, it. So, yeah. you know what's interesting? I don't know if you peep this, because if you're on Facebook like that, but today's the three-year anniversary of me coming to your grad show at UCLA. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. today? The, the third, June 3rd. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Man. one, not the second one you did at the Broad at UCLA, but I guess like your very first one where you went to some, man, I was hella in the cuts, like somewhere out in Culver City or something. Oh, yeah, like, where the studios are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like the Midway, the open studios. Um, wow. wow. It's been a long time. I mean, or it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's it's. I know, right? It's, it's crazy. For context for people listening, Coleman, again, he was my teammate. He played professional basketball for how long? 10 years? 11 years? 10, yeah, 10 years. 9, 10 years. 10 years. Uh, a very good basketball player. But like I said, early on in our relationship, he was one of the first people to bring up outside basketball stuff to me as a basketball player. And then proceeded to go on his own journey like i think to the outside it might seem like a very similar path that we've both taken but i think he the specifics are like wildly different and mm. i think that you're i think about this all the time like the difference in our like styles especially like you know as i've gotten into like more fine art myself um but back when it was just writing you know i feel like i would be like the the sugary drink and you'd be like the fine wine for like as people yeah like he, he you you have like a different depth like you 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 spend more time in the deep and i like dabble in and out of it and i know how to like wrangle people in that way is kind of my like skill but your skill is to like really just like go all the way in and like expose people to you know levels of thought that i don't think that they're accustomed to um well, I mean, I I appreciate you saying that. I wouldn't I wouldn't call you a sugary drink though. I, you know, I think everybody loves Sprite, man. <laughs> <laughs> the player. No, I mean, I think I think that like I think that if I was to be, I think that I know that you you are not interested in like things that you you feel to be like elitist, you know, and um, and you always want to kind of stay 
populist and like and like to you're not really interested in like things that you think aren't going to be able you, you want to reach the like a large amount of people you know that so I, I i can appreciate like i wouldn't i wouldn't say a sugary drink but just maybe <laughs> it would because I, I don't like i don't like the, the connotation that it's unhealthy you know but maybe something that like goes down a little smoother you know that's you know, where you're not forcing people to to drink it i would say you're both oh, wines you know, mm. just a more reasonable bottle. You, know, like, you don't gotta spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of wine. You can spend Moscato, maybe. maybe like a, like Damn, a, I wasn't gonna play it like that. Either Moscato, you could even give Moscato's him like a fancy good. rose. Moscato, I like Moscato. The I like Moscato's little rails stand up about it. Where he's like, all these hoes in the club be like, yo, you got any Moscato? This ain't crazy. What happened? What happened to Moscato is crazy, man. Because like five years before that, nobody was buying Moscato. Like, like. All of a sudden, and Moscato is like really not an expensive drink. It was crazy that it was that it was in the club for a thousand dollars or however much it was, you know. What? Like, <laughs> or how, how how much were people how much were people paying for for Moscato in the club? I don't know. Two hundred dollars. Never seen Moscato. In never the club. once seen Moscato in the club. <laughs> it became, never, yeah, it I didn't know you thing. could order wine in the club. You never remember <laughs> that song that was like I'm I'm a sip Moscato like you do it with no hands. Remember that song? I remember who yeah. it was like Kirk Cobain or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, cause people drink champagne. I mean, champagne. You know, champagne is a is a wine when it comes down to it. It's just so sweet, bro. Like that's an entryway wine yeah, for it's, sure. It's a, sugar, bro. it's a sugary drink. That's what I'm saying. That's all I wasn't trying to get get you on the Moscato. It's like, bro, this is grapefruit juice for sure, for sure. Wait, so Coleman, if I'm Moscato, then how do you describe yourself? Um. I did you with that 1930s melody. No, 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 no. Uh, if I was, you know, I don't know. I couldn't, I can't tell you what I am. I I would like to be like a nice $10, $15 wine that's good, affordable. You know what I mean? Something I mean, that everyone can I have. guess. <laughs> a $10. A, a $10 you would like to be that? I don't yeah. think you, I mean... I like how I would, he pivoted from what well, I, I mean. Like, okay, you might be that $15 bottle of wine, but it's like not sold anywhere. And it's like from like the a best, small batch, like producer. The best, that, the best red wine at Trader Joe's. That's what I want. I want to be like the, you know, mid available, but like, you know, but good. Reasonable price point, but you, your friends. Reasonable goes, price. Yes. Yeah, people be like, people like well, where'd you find this? And you're like, well, you got to know where it is, but you know, it's not, you got to know where it is, but you can afford it. No. Okay, okay. Okay. And I just want to, I want to, so now that we've established that I'm supposed to be Moscato yeah. and he's supposed to be a $15 Trader Joe's wine. <laughs> it, it, I remember 10 years ago, we both wrote like articles in something similar. I don't even remember what it was. But I remember mine was like, I was like, yeah, and every time you go to Shake Shack, remember, like, and yours was like, yeah, and every time I think about my father's creaky knees and ankles. <laughs> Walking slowly uh, across the, but I was like, "God damn it! This is so much better than my shit." Oh, uh, come no on! No one's paying a thousand dollars for Moscato and fifteen dollars for your wine. Come on! Sometimes come on, come you on, gotta know when you beat, right? But what? You can't. But I don't ball. actually. I don't know what happened. What? When? When did you decide to? Because um, I remember when we spoke when you first stopped playing, you were like, "Okay, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about doing the improv. I'm thinking about um, doing things that are more like." physical and in person like when did you decide to start uh, painting or is that something you had already been doing i hadn't really been doing it like that 
I kind of, uh, you know, my mom got me an art kit maybe the summer before, like a really basic, like just maybe something you get for a student in the fifth grade or something. Mm. And I never used any of it, but I was like, oh man, I, I mean, I do, you know, do graphic design stuff all the time. Like it'd be cool to like yeah. kind of transition to like doing some stuff, like just kind of basic. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with the story of how I started like actually painting, but you know, I'm, I'm, unfam I'm unfamiliar with it. Okay. Well, it's very topical. So we'll drop into it. I basically, you know, I started really exploring. Okay. So remember back when we, you visited me in LA and we went to the art in the streets exhibit. Oh yeah. It's like still one of the coolest like exhibits slash like weekends. Like, Oh, and, uh, that was at the Geffen at the Mocha Geffen. That was at the, the Mocha. Jeff yeah. Jeffrey De Deitch. And to my knowledge, that was the first ever street art exhibit to be displayed in LA, like street art specific. Right. Um, yeah. And at that time I was like, like barely initiated into like Banksy at all, but like all these other artists were like new to me. Yeah. And, and we saw all this stuff that weekend and like, I really internalized that as being like, I really fuck with this style of creativity. Yeah, so kind of like Poppy, like Keith Haring, and um, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I like growing up in LA, there was a lot of like Obey stuff around and stuff like that, and I didn't really like understand it. But we went to that exhibit, and I watched, uh, you know, uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop, maybe around that same time, mm -hmm. and I really became enamored with that style. So, fast forward to 2018, after I've retired, I'm making like a couple pieces, like that kind of like remind me of Banksy like really that's where I was like my starting point was because I just like again like that style right and people were like oh you got to do a show you got to do a show and I'm like I'm not going to do a show I'm not like a real artist I don't have like any reason to be doing what I'm doing I'm just fucking mm -hmm. and um we went to San Francisco for a weekend and my homie there was like yeah man tell me you got to do a show and my girl was like oh yeah he's doing one in uh, September and I was like what She's like, yeah, we're just going to do it. Fuck it. And I'm like, that's not actually. They're like making all these plans around me. I'm like, why are you still talking about this? Yeah. Nothing's happening in September. Forced your hand, man. And then, uh, and then basically what turned the corner for me is I went to Vegas for the summer league to uh, actually meet up with my old Korean team because they do scouting out there. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to try and work with them to be a scout. And so the first night I'm there, uh, some homies from college hit me up. They're like, oh, we're going to go out. Like, I hadn't seen these guys since college. Uh, they're like, can you make it? I'm like, yeah, this is the first time I've ever, like, been here for summer league and not had to play or anything like that. Like, might as well. And so we go to, like, Hakkasan or one of these mega clubs, something like that. The one at the Caesars Palace. And, I mean, we must have been there, like, 30 minutes. And I think I just, like, bumped into the wrong guy. And he like gave me a look and I like gave him a look back and all of a sudden I'm being dragged like like picked up and dragged to like some secret room by like like five six guys like completely surprised me like like literally lifted me off the ground by my neck the whole deal mm. throw me on the ground and handcuff me and I'm like I'm like pleading like what the hell's going on like like why am I here they're like oh we can't let you go until this man decides to press charges or not. And the guy I bumped into is like just taking a seat right in front of me as I'm on the ground. And the, I'm like, I'm like, yo, like this has got to be illegal. Like, can I talk to like the real police? And they're like, we are the real police. 
That's why uh, I found out that these casinos, there's not, they're not security inside. These are all real police officers. That's how they really uh, fuck you. Right, because Vegas is, yeah, because yeah. Vegas, Vegas yeah. is like a mother world. Yeah. So I have like literally no recourse. And they keep me there on the ground, face down in handcuffs for an hour. And it's all dependent on if this white dude says I can leave or not, whether he wants to press charges. Of course, there's no charges to press. I'm saying this. Doesn't matter. Mm. The guy's just smiling at me the whole time. Who okay? is the dude, though? I, I'll never know. But I remember his face. I remember his look, but I don't remember his face. Uh. And finally, they just let me go. But they made me leave through, like, the side exit. Like, I couldn't go back into the club. Uh. So, like, the homies I was with didn't even know what happened to me. They're like... I was just got, standing with all of them, then I was just gone, like like fucking V for Vendetta or some shit. Got disappeared. Yeah. How does seven disappear like that? And then when I got back, man, I just broke down. And it like I think the the part about like having to look in this dude's eyes for that long and like mm. beg him to let me go basically, uh, it really just fucked me up. And the next day I didn't leave the hotel at all. Mm. I ordered like a bottle of vodka to room service. And drank the whole thing and just sat in there and cried. This was 2018? This is 2018. This is July. Oh, wow. And wow. then Damn. when the the next day after that, I went back to L.A. Like, again, I cut my trip short. I just went back to L.A. And when I got there, when I got back to L.A., there were three, like, five-foot by six-foot canvases, like, outside my apartment door. I guess I had blacked out and ordered them. Mm. And... I just started like, and I just painted a Colin Kaepernick. And then I was mm. like, you know what? Like, and I did it like all neon -y colors, you know, and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I am going to do a show. Like, fuck that. Like, and I'm going to call it Neon Black because I don't, I, I, I want to show that black has many different shades and that to be dark doesn't mean you have to be dangerous. Mm. Um, and that's just basically how it started. There was no, it wasn't planned like that. It's just how. Wow. It I remember when I remember when you're posting about first having that show. Was it in Culver? This is in Hollywood. In Hollywood? Yeah, I remember, but I had no idea like the origin story about like what what had gone on and. Um, but I like because I I remember thinking at the time that the, the color palette was really it seemed like a sort of evolution out of like the boom though stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it made sense that it was like it, it was sort of I mean, it was something new, but it was like a you already had a like a specific sort of sensibility about like how how to mix colors and like how what what to put next to each other, like what kind of combinations to have. Hmm. And then and then it was just it was just the, the subject matter that took a turn for it, you know, like and and like the, the medium. But it seemed like it wasn't like. It wasn't like, oh, like this doesn't make any sense. It was like, okay, this seems like a really like an interesting progression, you know. Um Yeah, that's what when people they'd be like, Man, you just like started painting? I'm like, Well, I mean, yes, but also not really. I've been doing like kind of this for a long time. So yeah, you were seeing things not. visually you were things seeing things visually like in that like you had like a, a visual sort of framework, you know. Right. For like how how you wanted to put things together, which I think is really really interesting. You know, um, I saw the video you posted the other day about um, what's her name, um, Doja Cat. 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> was, was it, it was Doja Cat, and it was another, it was Lana another portrait. Ray. Yeah, Lana Del Rey. Which is why, because I didn't at the time when I when you posted about it, I had no idea what I had hadn't heard about what happened with Doja Cat or like that whole controversy. That's crazy. So yeah, that's a tough one. House. It was just wild that it all happened like like the two days I decided to like work on this painting is like both of the days that those like controversies happened. But yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess that's how it's that's the thing about if you're working with stuff that's like. In, in the new or like people who are like well known or like in the news and like the way they can kind of feed 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 each other back and forth like what's happened in reality and like like if something right. like now the whole like Kaepernick thing has taken on this symbolic weight you know now it's that it's full it, circle yeah it's crazy like you have like police officers kneeling you have like I, over here I sent you the video in Williamsburg here in Brooklyn like the whole park, I'm several. I want. I don't want to overstate it, but at least like four or five thousand people filled every every bit of the grass in this park, kneeling for the entire, you know, the eight minutes and fifty seconds or however long it was that George Floyd was was suffocated. Um, so it's it's because at the because like I think like the the meaning of the work, like the Kaepernick, the the like painting that two years ago. And, and like painting that in this moment now, just because of like the way that our reality has changed, it has a has a different um, resonance, I think. You know, which is really interesting. I also like. I don't know if this was a conscious or a subconscious thing. The well, I guess it's kind of conscious. Both forms of pain that cause both of the things, right? It's the same, but it changed. At the beginning, you wanted to do that black comes in all these shades, but this one feels more of like, fuck that, I'm black, I'm a great, like, look at it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, just cause you went yeah. all black and the white. It's yeah. like- Have you seen uh, the, the new Kaepernick that I did? I haven't seen it yet. It's, it, okay. I don't know when you posted it. It's, it's all just black and white and grayscale. So, I mean, this is probably two or three days ago I posted it. But, oh, I see. I see here now. Yeah, and with the, um, yeah, with the names in the background. Yeah, yeah. And and Chris is right. It's like uh, with this newer one, it's more for me. Like, yeah, I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to be colorful for you. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's interesting because, like, again, when I first retired from basketball, I like how you described it. It was kind of like forcing, forging, like boom, though energy into like another direction. Yeah. And at this point. I mean, I still do colorful stuff, but it's more, um, it's more like color patterns. And then mm. I do a lot more black and white stuff too, because I've like settled into it's kind of grayscale. Um... Yeah, like I mean, I don't want to do a neon Colin Kaepernick for you right now. Like that's not how I feel at all. Mm. <laughs> I don't owe anybody shit right now. How that's... long does it? How long does it take you to 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 make the works? Uh, usually a few days. I mean, spray paint yeah. dries rather quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's another lesson I had to learn because you know I never like really went to school like you did. So, you mm. know, like I fucked up many a paintings like just rushing because I'm like too like I'm too ready to go. I've had to learn to like you know let it breathe for a minute, dog. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
But you never said how you, uh, I don't think I ever learned how you got into art. Because you were playing basketball, then all of a sudden it seemed like you were just like, decided to like live in like Slovenia for a while or something, or France. Like, no, but I'm serious. No. Like, you pulled James, you pulled and James then all Baldwin? of a sudden you were just like, we're at UCLA art school. And I was like, man, I don't know what happened. I think I had some friends who kind of put me on, like, kind of like you, I, I started going to museums, like maybe five, six years before I, I stopped playing. And then... Um, I saw some some work that I, I found like really interesting, and it, you know I had I didn't grow up going to museums, so like I I hadn't I didn't go to an art museum until I was an adult, you know. So um, I started just when I was overseas. I was just reading a lot of books. I was ordering a lot of shit, like reading everything I could get my hands on, going to a lot of museums, and then at a certain point, I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm just going to like try to like really try to apply to Cause I, I felt like, Oh, you know, I didn't have like a creative practice and you know, I was making videos and stuff, but it didn't feel like, um, like organized enough or something. So, and I thought it would be, it would be easier for me to have like a transition period into something new. Like I, I didn't think I was disciplined enough to like, like you, you were able to just like stop. And then all of a sudden you had like a fully formed practice where you're like working every day and like really committed to it. But I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to just stop and, and start something new. Like I needed a lot of instruction and support and stuff. So I like, I just did a lot of research and, and I, luckily I had some people who, who like gave me good advice about like what kind of program I should be looking for. But I mean, the thing is, I, the, the really funny thing is like, I went to this the school and a lot of the people that were teaching were really famous, but I didn't know that because I didn't know, like I, I was just so ignorant that like, that's why I feel about improv class. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, my teacher, like, so cool. And then I'm like, oh, wait, what? You've done all this? Like, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. better. I think that's and better. And it's better, too, because people... I think, yeah, you don't, I, you know, if you're not intimidated, like, you kind of come into it differently, you know? Yeah. You'll challenge their opinion, and that's the only way you're going to find your voice, is to be like, well, why is that the thing? Like, and if you're yeah, like, like if I had, be like, your word's gospel. Like, I told, like, if I had known more, like, it wasn't like that I was challenging them. It's just that I was, like, talking to them, like, on a pretty equal level. Yeah, I, I felt like you, I could have a conversation with them. But if I had known that they were like legendary, then I would have been, I would have been like shit, like I don't know, I don't know what to do. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I just read a lot of books. I mean, I still, I still can, that's basically how I like work, you know, still is just doing a lot of research and, and figuring out how, what form something can take. Um, so and it ends up being a lot of different different ways a lot of different mediums um and yeah i was trying so to that, think of how i would yeah. describe your like art and i'm like i've seen like i've seen like video i've seen you do like a comic book thing i've mm. seen you do like i've seen you do so many different things that i'm like how would you even describe what you do i would the like the jargon you know officially you'd be like oh this is like a multidisciplinary conceptual mostly conceptual so it's not you know aesthetically sometimes it can be you know i want it to look good but it, it isn't like i'm not really so interested in or not really so um engaged in like dealing with color and stuff like that and like the, the color something is won't like for example you, you could make the distinction by saying okay you you made something that was neon and then all of a sudden it was gray and then the change in color 
has a pretty direct relationship to the change in meaning, right? Like the yeah. way that you're wanting to express things is often done like through color or like combinations of color or the lack of color or something. And you might, I might say that like what, how I'm working, the meaning is probably like this, the, the change in the aesthetics, while it has a meaning, it's not necessarily like the, the core of what, of what it is, like how it looks or like how, how it's made isn't so much. It's more like there's an idea and I'm trying to figure out a way to express it in some way. Um, okay. Like I had a show that's fifteen dollar wine. Get right? the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! But I mean, it's not like I don't want it to be like people can't. I don't want it to be like people can't follow it. You know what I mean? Like, like the I did something in LA. It's still up. Actually, it opened like the week before the virus hit. Um, there's like, and that work is like a series of light boxes. So it's very, you know, it's very bright. Um, it's a dark room with these bright light boxes. It's really graphic. It was done mostly like designed in sort of like a graphic design way, like in design. Um, and I had never worked in that medium before, but I thought, oh, okay, this is a good way to like try to work with it. Cause it was, I wanted something that sort of suggested advertising, you know? And so I wanted something that would be seductive in the same way. So, I, so I guess I'm saying like there, there, the, I'm working with the idea or like research or, or whatever the history or the concept is, and then trying to find a medium that would be appropriate for it that could add extra meaning of, of, alongside like what the, what the, the, the text is, but also like the way it's displayed, you know? So, um, so an idea is what forms the pieces, not the, not like a search to try different art forms you're not trying to do like an avatar thing and be like well let me see how i express myself in this given thing it's more right so i have this point right. and this thing can right make me make this exactly point. like what's the best way to try to express the point like like there was a work that you know rod you came to that one that was a video piece and it was yeah. two videos side by side and initially it, so it was um the easiest way to say it was, it was work that was taken um, throughout the sort of like black diaspora and some work, some of it was from like in Europe and in Africa and some of it was from the U S right. Yeah. Um, and it, but it was a video piece and it, and initially I was shooting it as a film, you know, and it was like one screen and all of the images appeared like one after another on, on a screen on one channel. And then at a certain point, I was like, oh, the, the, the most important thing about the work is that these, these groups are split by an ocean yeah. and that, that there was like an eastern side and a western side and that to show, to sort of like show this, the split, I could split everything that happened on the eastern side of the Atlantic on like the right, the right channel and everything on the western side on the left channel and then it became a two-channel video. Yeah. But the but the point of the point of making it a two channel video was because I thought okay here's here's a way to sort of um, increase the the separation that I see is like in the work you know and it's not just because it looks cool although I do think it looks cool it was like okay I need I feel like I need to do this thing you know okay yeah. um, like so it'll be like that you know I'm like working on something and I'm like oh this should be this shouldn't be a video this should just be like. Um, but on the on the subject of that video that you're referencing, 
you know, one thing about, again, why, why I remember you writing about, you know, your father's like creaky knees and ankles or, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to this video, like I remember it vividly, like, because you are really good at like taking like something like a simple image and making it seem like really powerful. And in that video, you know, I remember at one point, is it you? Like, is it you spinning a sign? Or are you watching someone spinning a, a sign, like in front of? A oh yeah, ball? the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. on the other side is like the, um, which I didn't know like some of the specifics, but just this one image of uh, like a monument to maybe a like Nigerian king who like sold slaves. Right. Yeah, that's like one and of the later like, images. It was yeah. Just like, and I guess like. At the time, I wasn't an artist, so I don't. I think I like maybe didn't fully comprehend that how I internalize it is what's important. But mm. looking back, I internalize that as like the you know one led to the other. It's like you started here, you were sold, and now you're selling something else over here. And I just right. I, I'll never forget how I felt looking at that. Like in this room with two these these videos weren't small. They were like big as these fucking windows, like bigger, like yeah. huge on this wall. And yeah, both the images, like you really um do a good job of burning these images into people's minds, I feel. Yeah, thank you, man. I I, I appreciate that. And I also like the cool thing is like you never really know what people are gonna come like how people are gonna respond. Um and I think one of, and maybe this, this could be something else we could talk about because I'm curious how you feel about this. Is like one of the interesting things about art that is also very frustrating is that you don't get a lot of clarity. You know, like you don't really know whether you won or not. Hmm. You don't really know if yeah. like people are getting it. You don't know if like it makes sense. You don't know if it's a stupid idea. You know, and I and one of the things I miss about playing sports is that you know um at the end of the day you you had a real clear sense of like whether you sucked or not yeah. and like you, you either either you had like a real clear sense that you won in which case you could be really satisfied and or whatever or you had a really clear sense that you lost which which is like unpleasant but you you have a you know like okay i missed 10 shots i missed blah blah i need to do this this and that better but with this, I sometimes you can be like, man, like, I don't really know what happened. You know, just like it's just there's no parameters for for feedback. There's no way you can know whether you're being successful or not or what, you know, or it's hard to figure out what, satis- you know, you got to find your own motivation and your own satisfaction. I, I was just talking to my mom about this and... Um... I guess in yours it would be more broad because I was always so thinking this when you said you had you could do all those different mediums to express your point and there's a certain freedom in in you guys type of art where it's it's the idea of as the artist you're only pointing out the iceberg and then mm-hmm. your interpretation like you said is everything else in the iceberg so like what you make is like as the person consuming the art is is the meaning of the piece. So if you get somebody to feel anything and understand mm. it on one level, you did do it. But I agree as someone playing sports, it's especially, I guess it's more tailored because I am in writing. It's 
you got to look at it two ways. There's the way of, did I win that I'm eating off of this shit? Like, and mm. I can cover my stuff. And then there's also, just for me, did one person at least understand what message I was trying to do? Whatever you want to pull from it, you pull from it. But did one person at least go, I got, I got it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I, but I, but on the same, the same, the same token, I also think that, like, did you ever see when they said Stephen Colbert, you know, when he was making fun of Republicans, yeah. he, he thought that the satire was very clear. And I would say that it's like really successful left wing satire. But when they started studying it, they saw like there there were like plenty of Republicans and people who who like disagreed with his politics who watched it and loved it and like didn't so like so like even 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 sometimes there are things that we think are really clear like artistically whether and that can be anything from like fine art to like to improv to late night or something you you really and this is you really have no control over like how it's going to be received. You know, like oh, yeah. that's the underneath you know? the iceberg part that yeah. I'm saying. Like you only are putting it out. Like when I say point out the iceberg, that's all I mean mm. from somebody. That's what I wanted from it. Like yeah. you don't have to agree with it. You can find dig up all you want to do. People overanalyze shit all the time. Like yeah, uh, because the girl tied her shoes in Shazam don't mean that it was a foreshadowing for the end of it. But yeah. I just need for my mind, for my sense of athlete, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to portray a message. Did you get the message? That I would What if they be like, what if be like, that ain't no iceberg, that's cream cheese. I'm like, what are <laughs> you, you stupid? Yeah. I don't know what to tell they're you. Gonna be, they're, gonna be protest, they're gonna be protesting like icebergs don't exist, you know, so then you have people who deny ice exists. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not I'm not your god. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, like what you what you just said, the example of uh of uh, Stephen Colbert, you know, I think Dave Chappelle fa- fell into that same thing where it's like, yeah, what yeah. what is success and what it meant to him. I think for yeah. me, it's like, even going back to the story of how I became an artist, like one thing I said early in this conversation, but very often back then is like, am I even valid in this space? Like for mm. me, like that's more difficult. I do like art that's very easy to understand, to be honest, I feel like. That's mm. part of the point. Like, I have to like actually go to lengths to kind of hide overt messaging um, mm. because it's so overt. But in doing so, and maybe this is why, like I said, I'm a sugary drink and you're the, you know, the fine wine. Is that when something's so overt, it's almost like people would like to think that there's like way more underneath the iceberg than what there is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when it's lacking so much extra, I think people think it doesn't qualify. Or at least that's how I've processed it, which may be wrong and it may be right, but it took me a while to even feel comfortable like letting someone see me paint or create at all. Right. Because I always feel like when you like if you could see how it's done, I see I I feel like my work sometimes is like a magic trick. Right, like mm. once you know the like the, the what the trick is, you're like way less impressed by it, and right. that to me has always kind of like been where I feel like the wins and losses come from. Is if I do something and people are like, and another artist let's, is more important, like another artist is that I respect is like, man, I like what you did there. That I'm like, 
right, I'm valid. Like I'm doing, I'm, I'm actually like I count in sports for me though. That that's like, that was the same. And it wasn't right. because of my ability. It's because of how people would perceive me. Like you said before, it's like, Oh, he's like a different dude. He does all this stuff off the court. I had to be good enough at basketball that at a certain point, people just had to shut their mouth, you know, cause yeah. they, 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 they were never really going to like me because I was different. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I don't mean like me as a person, but maybe you can talk to this, but as an athlete, as a competitor, the less it seemed like I was focused on the game, the more people didn't respect my game. They're like, Oh, like he just gets lucky. He just has this and that. And I had to like overshoot that to be, they still don't, I still like played with a lot of guys who I got more accolades than when we were championships then for years and years. And none of them will ever say like, Rob might've been better than me one time. Like never, never. Part of that's competitiveness, yeah. but I could turn the other way and be like, man, like Rudy Gay dunked the shit. But that's, time, that's, you know I mean? but like, that's what, that's what people do though, man. I mean like fucking Horace Grant is like Michael Jordan wasn't better. Like people, people say all types <laughs> of shit. Like, you know, like, um, I, I saw the Pistons documentary actually. Did you see that one, the Bad Boys gang, documentary? Gang, yes. Yeah. And Adrian Adrian Dantley and Adrian <laughs> Dantley was still talking. Who did he get? He was talking about Mark Aguirre, and he was like, "Yo, nah, I was way better than Mark Aguirre. Like Mark Aguirre was trash. Like even though they, when they traded him for and they won the championship, he was like, I think that's like a just a, a sports thing. Like, um, like people hate to, but but but, you, but you know, like even if people with the personality thing though. No, but I just think like if even if people were talking shit, that like, you still have the satisfaction of being like, well, I won this, this, and this. I had this, this, and this, like per, you know, per game. Um, That's, like you. Yeah, but okay, okay, wait. Let me say that. But then also, I would say that I played against man. I can't remember this dude's name. There was a dude in the D League who was not that great unless you talked a lot of shit to him, and then he just became like an instant bucket. And nah, a big big like, man. I know it was it was like a wing. Um, I don't I don't know if you're in the league at that time, but the way people talked about him was that like was like he was the greatest player they'd ever seen. Man. Hey, don't hey, you don't want to mess with him, man? And then the way people talked like talked about me was like, oh, he's soft, he's trash. Like, even if I won more, the narrative was always like the more like, and part of this is I think black culture as well, but like, be more gutter and have big moments than like. Do what's necessary and win. But that's a lot. That's black not black culture, though. Of sports. That's just that's just like people remember, like the people remember the dude who scored who scored forty once, than the guy who's like averaging ten and and seven consistently. Like, I mean, if you look, you look at like if you when you play overseas, and it's like, oh, your efficiency rating really matters. Like all everything, the whole game yeah. matters. It's not like the dude who averages twenty on like eighteen shots, you know. But it's it's like it's just American sports culture then. I don't know if it's an American sports culture so much as it is like just like highlights. People like yeah, highlights. people like like quotes. Yeah, people like like sound bites. It's like a sound bite, you know. Like think about like the the all the mixtapes where someone crossing my up and then missed a layup. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it I was guess about an example of what you're saying is like culture. a like. Avery Bradley, no one really like thinks about, but he's been a very good player for a long time on winning teams. He's really and, like, good. Brandon yeah. Jennings is like a legend because he scored fifty five as a rookie. He scored fifty, but where is he still? Yeah. Is he still in the league? No, I don't think so. We yeah. all remember that he scored fifty five as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. But it's a uh, but 
that's the thing is like yeah i don't know i don't know but i mean now you have the satisfaction of uh of having like another career and and, you know like i also think that what you're saying i think you're kind of talking about like feeling like you couldn't be in the space or like feeling like a bit of a imposter or like not being able to like claim you know not being able to take up like what what are you wondering about like legitimacy and stuff and um I think also like I always try to remind myself of this and and this is the one of the things I do like about art versus sports is that you have such a like a career is such a long time you know like you can really develop a practice like I, I think of it now as sort of like okay like committing towards this is like a life that can this can develop over 20 or 30 years. It's not like in seven years, my knees are shot and like, I'm, I can't, mm. you, you know, like you, you can't paint anymore. You know what I mean? Like you just in the same way that like you're noticing how things are developing, like how your style is developing, like, okay, maybe you're experimenting with color in a different way or like, or experimenting with gray or, or black and white, you know, you might find that, because this is like a, such a long process, you might stop finding like five years from now, 10 years from now, you're going to feel compelled to like do like outdoor installations or like move into sculpture and like think about how you can turn that into like 3D and bring it off the canvas or something like it's such a it's such a it's such a rewarding and an interesting way of um, of working. And also, like I, I have to remember, like I started playing ball when I was five, man, like early, like five, yeah. six, seven years old. And so. I was really good, but so many things I learned just about how I like how I move around or how I relate to a basketball court. I learned that when I was a little kid, you know, so I'm super young and super inexperienced, even though like I feel that I have made some things that are that worked out like it's still super early, you know, so you always have the ability to develop. And the thing about art is that it can, it can happen on such a long time scale. You know, people make work up until some people make their best work in their 60s. You know, some people make their best work in their 70s. This, so it's all part of a process of like moving towards something that's uncertain, but could be really, you know, but like moving there is like the rewarding part. You know? So like, I think it makes sense to be a little bit uncertain. Or, or you know, you've been doing like two years, you know, three years ago or four years ago, you were in, you know, some hotel in rural Korea, you know. <laughs> Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to it's crazy to be doing what you're doing now. Also, we all have imposter syndrome, bro. And the, mm. the thing that is just exacerbated by the fact that we want to be artists is that the whole point of art is self-expression. It's how do I view existence? And so you mm. feel uncomfortable because you are opening up people. You're opening up for people to say how you view things is fucking dumb. If they say that your art is dumb. But at mm. the end of the day, criticism, th- that's the part of being an athlete that we have to break. People's criticism does not create the validity for the art that we make. Like, mm. they can have their opinion. That's cool. But, like, you told how you feel. You expressed yourself. That's what the goal is. Right? Yeah, I like thinking of it in that way. Like, I like what you're saying about, like, habits that you have to break. Because I think... Um, one of the things, you know, it's like, I, I, not, not only is it like, okay, there's a difficulty in like this defining success, but also realizing so much of my 
identity or like my self conception was based on what I thought was winning, you know? So you want to like, you, as soon as you come on the court, you want to like, you know, who's the best or like, who's dominating or like who, who has the ring, blah, blah. blah. And then you got to go for that person or you got to go for that team. And like every year when you start, you know, like, okay, this is the best team. And every day when we come into practice, we think about how we're going to beat them, you know? Um, and it's very clear, but it's also very external, you know, and it's kind of a trap when you, when you're like working in something that has to be necessarily internally motivated and, and something that it's a commitment that you're making to yourself about how, like what kind of work you're going to put in, not necessarily because, you know, you're going to make a ton of money or because, you know, rich people are going to be interested in it or people are going to give you awards or something. But it's like, no, the, the really beautiful thing about it is that it can be an internal journey. And like I said, that can take a long time and that can develop, you know, whether it's writing, whether it's um, like figurative work, whether, you know, yeah, your, your skills and the way you look at things are going to change in a way that, and there's no boundaries, there's no rules, there's no right, you know. Because you change. It, You're changing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you could be like, art. it's like You're if you could, happenings. you know, if you could all of a sudden like be like, I'm going to start shooting from out of bounds or like I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to do a hop step and take six steps. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do that. It's against the rules. You're like, no, nah, <laughs> fuck that. Like James Harden does that all the time. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Jump um, back. <laughs> Yeah, that like new that new move that likes the new step back off one leg joint. Bro, he I don't get that it, real bro. quick. He tried like, the first <laughs> couple games. Yo, terrible, bro. yo, but I was like, I was like, oh, he's trying to innovate, but it was wild. Like I was like, this is this is crazy. This is like, there's a reason it's, that people like want to square up. <laughs> like, I mean, I will say, and maybe this is there's like parallels here to art creativity, but you know, you've played overseas. Everywhere hmm. I've ever played, where someone has like a funky thing in their game that's like that can't really be taught yeah they're like fucking pretty good <laughs> like it's yeah like, like so like because everyone else is like we forget that we learn things on the basis of this is the most effective way to teach mass amounts of people and then you go yeah. to like puerto rico and there's some guy that shoots like this and you're just yeah. so unprepared for it that it always works i had a serbian guy that i played with in france who had a um he did a he did a, a pump fake, but he did a moving pump fake that like if he was you know how you get two steps yeah. like after the gather, he would do he would he would dribble and then the first gather step, that would that's when he did the pump fake. Oh, and so okay. people would always jump because it looked he, he made it it was a completely realistic that it, it looked like he was gonna shoot. So he he he'd do the pump fake on the first jump. You you would jump because you because it looks like he's gonna shoot and then he takes one more step and everyone's like oh shit trap but no it was it wasn't a trap wall it was yeah. like it was foolproof the only problem was that like he um he got called for a lot of walks because the referees would be so confused but he'd have to come he'd have to tell them like after they call the walk he'd have, like listen look at what I'm doing right now look at my feet okay you see that I I, I I'm doing that precisely on the first step. But no one could stop it. He was like 37 years old. He was, was so slow. That's <laughs> how old he was. Because I'm like, yeah, like he's probably gonna he play was, forever doing that shit. It was incredible. I mean, I've never seen no. I've never seen anyone do it in the league actually. Because it's just no one. He's the only person in my life I've seen pump fake like that. It was beautiful. It was like truly <laughs> beautiful. Because he 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 wouldn't. 
he could only get it he, he couldn't get past anybody so it'd only be like swing swing rotate you know yeah, then yeah. then no one's on it then he goes dribble dribble perfect <laughs> and then everyone jumps every then he yeah. stepped one real slow step around and like flips it in uh Right. Every country has at least one or two guys like that, and they're always on the national team. And they always like, yeah, they have something funky about their game. Like, and I think that's that's just an important lesson. Again, is that like, remember that we're taught things based on how to reach the most people, not how to be the most effective for yourself. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Uh, we gotta. We gotta look at wrapping this up but uh i just want to know what's what's coming up for you coleman oh um i'm just you know i'm just working um i have a project that i'm working on but uh it's not it's not confirmed so i don't want to talk about it but it would be it'll be really cool if it if it works out it would be like showing something to europe for the first time so i'm like hoping uh to get confirmation on that in the next couple. You hear that, everybody? Super couple secret, weeks. super cool. European. It's not even look, secret. I just feel look. It's you can get fifteen dollars, but you're not Trader Joe's fam. Okay, you gotta be at least like a boutique wine shop or something. No, no, it's not even. It's not even secret. It's just it is. It's the only thing I got. I mean, actually, I mean, if I'm gonna keep it really one hundred with you, um, it only it, it's still like it's not for certain, and I hope it works out. But like. It only came up like a week ago, and two weeks ago I was in my house freaking out about the virus. And I'm thinking like, man, I don't know if I if I chose the right path. Like, I'm never gonna make any money from this shit. Like, I don't have any opportunity. Like, I was yeah. like really going through it, man. Like, yeah. So, um, so I really didn't have anything going on, um, to be to be quite honest. And potentially I will have something, but but right now it's not it's not sure. But if it if it works out, it'd be great. Um, but I, I mean, I'm still like maintaining. I'm trying to like stay stay busy and, and continue working on things and um i mean and honestly this the the quarantine has been a good time both for reflection and like just extreme anxiety because i don't you know i got nowhere to hide and I, I mean i don't really have a lot of distractions either so yeah um but I'm yeah the but bottle I'm like everyone else <laughs> i I've, i had to, i had to stop man i've been like you know i had some I had some nice light edibles that I got from a homie. Had some <laughs> some nice like calm ones, you know. But I can't really, I can't really drink like I can't drink like that, you know, because because uh, uh, where can uh, where can people find you on social? Um, I have Instagram. Yeah, I have Instagram. Yes, okay, good. At yes, okay, good. At yes, okay, good. But I don't even have a website or anything. I got I got to make a website. I got to like do. I got to figure out i have i've had a lot of like um debate about how online to be and like how how much how i want to like what kind of online presence i want to have so i'm figuring that out but um i'm around you know in real life i'm, I'm here in real life too so y'all are looking to hit me up yeah if this were a, if this were a, a more expensive podcast it would have been a great Squarespace <laughs> for all yeah. your website needs i know we, like what's the mailchimp <laughs> Trying to get some pillows, some uh, mattresses. Hey, uh, Chris, yeah. uh, where can they find you on social? Ooh, at Dreddens. I've been being real problematic lately, but uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, follow. <laughs> and uh, you can cool. find me on uh, Instagram at Jerryon Z S O R R Y O N, my middle name, and on Twitter at Boomna. 
Uh, thanks for mm. joining us, man. Like we gotta, we gotta get you back. There's so many things we could fucking cover with you. Yeah, we gotta, um, we gotta yeah. go back over that. What happened at Art in the Streets? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened at Art in the, the video? We'll, we'll unearth the video. Oh, I still have boy. it on my computer. Oh shit! Here we go. It was, it was, it was fun, man. It was fun. It was a, it was a wild I'll, time. Man. I'll just, I'll just leave everyone with this. At the, like, at some point during the day. Coleman was quite high, and he just screams into the air like, "I didn't want this." <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time. That was the first time I had tried. I, what year was that? It was like two thousand and two thousand eleven. Yo, that was the first time I had ever tried California weed. <laughs> came in and, too um, strong, bro. I hit one, one like one hit off the off the gravity bomb. And um, and I remember I was I, so I we were at the we were at the museum. I disappeared, and they they came and found me. And I was eating at a Chinese restaurant. And Rob was like, "Yo, this got a C health rating." <laughs> he was like, he "Was like, what's wrong with you?" He said, what's wrong with you? you can't eat that. You can't, you can't eat, eat that. that. I was like, I was like, man, I didn't even look at the rating, man. I was just so hungry. <laughs> I just thought it was part of the side. It was like it was like some super dingy shit, like in the middle of like like a like I was the only person eating in the restaurant. (laughs) Even even the people behind the register were like, "Sure, bro." They were like, "Yo, you you, really welcome?" They're like. Thank you. Here, this is a front man. We ain't have Yo, no customers. You, got, you notice the C though, because the A is green and the B Yo. is blue, and the C is like magenta or something. Oh, it's the like C is through. rare. Like it's, yeah, it's a rare to see a C. I have not man. seen like, a C in a green. They give you multiple what? chances. They give you multiple chances. Like Yo, like they so don't many. give you a C. Yeah, the C is like a. It's, it's like um like it's like graded on a curve. Like a C is like failing. A C you know? is you shouldn't be open, but you know. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I remember he's like, yo, we got to get you, we got to get you out of here, man. Made your immune system stronger, bro. Yeah. We'll follow, we'll follow up on this and get the full details next time. If we didn't, if we didn't have to uh, host this thing in like literally five minutes, I'd yeah. stay on with you, but we got to, we got to, we got to get out of here, Coleman. All right, man. It was good talking to you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.